0: Welcome, everyone, to the Pro Football Doc Week 17 podcast. I'm Thomas Casale with David Chow, Pro Football Doc. Doc, how was your Christmas? Uh, everything go
1: okay? Everything went fine. Um, you know, uh, kids, this, that, the other. My son had one thing on his list. He wanted a pair of Tatis sunglasses. And I don't know if you realize, but in San Diego, they are sold out. I tried to... Pull strings and talk to Padres people and clubhouse guys, and finally figure out a way to get him paid over market for him, so that he didn't have knockoffs. And on Christmas Day, he opens them and goes, "Oh, cool!" And then moves on to, <laughs> yeah, moves <laughs> on to something else. On to something. Well, else.
0: Doc, you think you got problems? I took my son to see. I, I took my son to see Santa, and he asked for an Eagle Super Bowl ring. Um, the Santa Claus, when I left, actually said to me, good luck with that. So uh, <laughs> I found one. It's on its way from China. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. So anyone out there who has kids probably knows what Doc and I are, <laughs> had deal, dealt with all, all week for Christmas. Well, Doc, let's get into the injuries. It's uh, It's been a weird couple weeks with all the COVID. Uh, guy's not playing. But, the, you know, I'd have to say... For me, the, the, some of the quality of the games has gone down for sure with all the injuries and then people out. But let's go to Minnesota first, Doc. No Dalvin Cook. Uh, he was out this week. Adam Thielen came back. And then he re—he injured his ankle. He tried to come back into the game for one play. Um, I know you said right away, Doc, he's probably done, and you were correct. You know, we know Thielens a tough guy. Tried to tried to gut it out, but couldn't do it. Um, what are you seeing on this video with a Thielens ankle injury?
1: Well, it doesn't look bad, but it clearly looks like it's a reaggravation of the left high ankle sprain as he gets tackled on his ankles there, and um, you know, that's the issue. Okay hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? So here's what happens. Uh, was Thielen 100%? No. We didn't think so. We thought he could maybe make it through a game. And he probably could have, absent you know, the re-injury. But now it's like, well, why'd you rush him back? Well, <laughs> because they need him. And, uh, yeah. I mean, look, uh, I always often said uh, to, to people that managing in the NFL in terms of sports medicine, you're driving an IndyCar. I think everyone can go 200 plus miles an hour on the straightaway and just go straight. And I think everyone could slow down and get through the curve. The key in NFL sports medicine is knowing when the straightaway is ending. So you got to slow down, otherwise you're going to hit the wall. But also knowing when the turn is ending so that you can accelerate and be at full speed when you hit the straightaway. Now, in this case for Adam Thielen, uh, he clearly wasn't 100%. A very simple tackle and he re But I-, I can't fault the Minnesota medical staff or Thielen. I mean, you're trying to get back as soon as you can. And in this case, he obviously had a setback, which obviously is not great news. Uh, We're going to expect DMPs this week and I think it's going to be very tough for him to play week 17. Uh, So unfortunate for the Vikings. So there's a chance they could be without
0: Phelan and Delvin Cook. Uh, The Vikings season really, I mean, they're on the outside looking in right now. Season's really on the line and bad news for them as they go to Green Bay to face the Packers. So yeah, they're going to need all hands on deck if possible in that game. Uh, go to Jacksonville, Doc. A bad injury for James Robinson. You know, went through all the stuff with Urban Meyer. Was finally, you know, getting the carries there, and uh, you know, tore his Achilles. You hit it right on the money the second it happened uh, that he was done. So, kudos to you for that. Uh, here's the video of of, of Robinson and Doc. <sighs> again, when they happen late in the season like this, we're always talking next year. What are we looking at for James Robinson?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, classic non-contact, eccentric load. And it was even on a fake. He wasn't even supposed to get the ball. And um, anyways, uh, yeah, surgery, there's no such thing as is partial. I mean, it's a complete rupture. Um, let's hope he has a Cam Akers-type recovery. And, uh, you know, Cam is five months out for the Rams, He's not 100%, though. If you look at his video and his latest workout video, you can still tell he's favoring the left side. But he's doing very well, and he's on the active roster, but the Rams are just doing him a solid to get him an accrued year. Uh, And we've been writing at Sports Injury Central and doing video that uh, take nothing away from Cam Akers and his great recovery. If the Rams have to play Cam Akers in these playoffs, that means Sony Michel is not there and Daryl Henderson is not healthy. And Daryl Henderson obviously did get that MCL on his knee this week just as he returned from the quad. So um, I know we digress off of James Robinson, but it's a short timeline for next season. But if he can do a Cam Akers-type recovery, maybe he's he, he's got a chance there. But let's not expect a lot out of Cam. I think at this point, the only way Cam sees the field in the playoffs is Sony Michelle goes down and Darrell Henderson is still limited from his MCL. Um, He's an insurance policy, but I just don't see how it's going to be Cam Akers at 100% based on how he looks right now.
0: All right, and you mentioned Daryl Henderson, Doc. So let's go to him. MCL injury. Um, you know we've had he, he's been hurt. We've had low six scores on him. And make sure to go sixscore.com. We have the we have the health scores of every player and every team in the NFL at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. And make sure to subscribe to all our videos here on the YouTube channel. But Doc Daryl Henderson, a guy that you know you've kind of the last couple of weeks said. I wouldn't expect much from him, even if he plays, injured on his first rush of the game in the fourth quarter, MCL. Uh, what, what is his long-term
1: impact going into the playoffs, you think? Well, I think he's going to be out until the playoffs, uh, at least. I mean, it's going to be more Sony Michelle in the meantime. And even when he comes back uh, for the playoffs, I mean, the best you can hope for is split carries at this point in time. So uh, that's a significant deal. Uh, I, I lost track of the number of weeks that he's been out, but he's been out for a little while now. Now you add a couple more weeks to it. I mean, he's got to get re re-acclimated to football at this point in time. So that's really too bad for him. His one play, his one carry comes in and, and he gets the MCL. So you, so let's say Daryl Henderson
0: you know, can't go in the playoffs and, and they got Sony Michelle. Let's say first game Sony Michelle gets hurt. Is that a situation where you think the Rams would try to be, bring Cam Akers back? Or is that is the whole thing a little far-fetched with that, with that Achilles injury?
1: Look, Cam is an amazing athlete. And everyone's seen his videos of him running. And I think all I hear on Twitter is, look at how great he looks. He looks great. He looks perfect. Yeah, he's an NFL athlete. But there's no way he's 100% right now. You can still see him favoring it. Does that mean he can't? gain some yards and do something no i think it's possible by the time he plays it'll be closer to six months but just you have to temper expectations um, uh, like i said if you have to rely on cam that means the rams have issues with their other two running backs uh, i don't see cam acres supplanting a healthy sony michelle or daryl henderson all right, a couple other running backs,
0: Doc, uh, big-name guys who were injured this week. Let's go to Philadelphia, team in a playoff hunt. Uh, Miles Sanders injured his hand. There was pictures of Sanders' hand uh, heavily wrapped after the game. There was a report out of Philadelphia that he told teammates he thought he fractured it. Uh, what are you seeing on this video, Doc, and any chance in your mind that he plays this week? Uh, obviously a, a big game against uh, Washington coming up, but if Washington brings the same... Uh, Same effort they brought against the Cowboys, the Eagles could probably
1: play me at running back. (laughs) Well, look, uh, very hard to tell hand injuries, right? I mean, you don't get that focus on the camera. But it does look like he has a fractured metacarpal. Um, For Eagles fans, don't be surprised if you hear an announcement of surgery for Miles Sanders. And that actually would be good news. Uh, My best guess is this fracture can heal without surgery. But do you really want to wait four, six weeks or more in a cast, soft cast, or hard cast? I mean, can you really play the game of NFL running back with a cast on? I would argue no, for ball security reasons, obviously for pass-catching reasons and pass-protection reasons. So with two weeks left to go in the season here, their best move may be to stabilize the fracture with plate, screws, pins, whatever have you, allowing him an earlier return. In the NFL, in my time in the NFL, we had several examples of people returning uh, the next week without missing time with a smaller splint plate after plate and screws. I know a recent example, I guess it's not that recent anymore. Uh, your Cowboys, DeMarco Murray returned the next week, and everyone after a broken hand, and everyone's like, There's no way he's playing next week. And I'm like, No, that's the point of surgery to stabilize it to allow him to return. Right. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know what exactly the x rays show on Miles Sanders, but don't be the surgery's not always a bad thing. I mean, in this case, uh, for a running back, you want to stabilize it. Maybe he can get back to more ball security and issues more quickly than if you don't.
0: All right. So we'll keep, uh, keep an eye on those injury reports. And again, we'll have everything on uh, Miles Sanders and everyone else at six score.com.
1: And, and, big and Thomas, the other one that's to... worrisome for the Eagles at running back is Jordan Howard. He's had a history of stingers yes. and apparently some more stingers and, uh, don't know the severity, but uh, look, uh, this is one to watch here. I mean, uh, This is going to sound funny, but stingers either go away very quickly or they linger and you're going to say, okay, now you're sitting on the fence. My point is Jordan Howard has had stingers before and they didn't go away quickly. So either we have to keep our fingers crossed as some very positive reports from Jordan Howard early week. Once we get negative reports. The Eagles may be looking at the waiver wire or practice squads, or, or you know, looking at their running back depth very quickly here.
0: Yes, and uh, good point, Doc. And keep in mind the Eagles' their season turned when they started running the football. So, running back position very important to them, along with Jalen Hurts, the quarterback. That's how that's how they win games on offense. So, we'll keep a close eye on that moving forward. Uh, Doc, uh, another running back who got injured this week. And uh, so this is interesting. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire goes down. The TV says collarbone. Everyone on Twitter says collarbone. Doc says shoulder. So we write it up his shoulder. And I keep hearing the TV, oh, he's out with a collarbone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, geez, did we get this one wrong? And then after the game, Andy Reid comes out and said it wasn't a collarbone; it was a shoulder. So Doc, you had that one; you nailed it right on the head. I got it. Even I was even I was getting a little nervous on that one. Everybody was saying collarbone. So here's the video, Doc. So tell us what you saw in this video to make you say
1: shoulder. Well, I mean, to me, a collarbone is a high energy injury, and yeah, there's a lot of force here when he gets landed on but I don't see it as a high energy injury. And, and look, what, what I do is very, first of all, far from perfect, right? It's just video, but it's very qualitative based on experience and pattern recognition. And I just didn't see that as a clavicle fracture or collarbone. And uh, you know, there aren't too many other collarbone injuries other than fracture, right? The ends of the collarbone, which is which was, was what I'm saying is a shoulder sprain. Um, but let me tell you, I don't think it's horrible. And if this next week were the playoffs, they probably would inject Edwards Hilaire and, and roll him out there to play. But with a couple weeks to go and options at running back, um, it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up like shelving him and getting him healthy for the playoffs, fully healthy for the playoffs here with the two weeks to go.
0: Yeah, and the Chiefs are in a little bit different position than some of the other teams we spoke about. They are already they're, they don't have it locked down, but they're in the one seed right now. They have two other running backs they depend on. After Edwards-Hilaire got injured, uh, Darrell, Darrell Williams got 11 rushes, Derek Gore 12 rushes. They each had three catches. So if uh, Edwards-Hilaire can't go, look for more of a committee approach moving forward uh, for the Chiefs until the playoffs. So, Doc, we got to We got a couple of big name defensive players injured this week. Uh, Steven Gilmore in uh, Carolina suffered a groin injury the the play now the play the Panthers are out of playoff contention obviously but uh you know so I'd have to ask if you think they're going to shut them down especially with Matt Rule's uh seven year plan like Jay Z um <laughs> you know <laughs> one of the I'd have to say one of the oddest comments I've ever heard and I, I like that part where he started I tell my team all the time I mean if if that's the kind of stuff he's telling his team it's no wonder that they only have a few wins this year but is this a situation Doc where it's likely that carolina shuts gilmore down for the rest of
1: the season uh, yeah i i think he's going to be shut down first of all it's very difficult to play through a groin at corner anyways the way you have to flip your hips and move and react so even if they were on a playoff bound team or on the bubble i think he's shut down the last two weeks of the regular season but with them being out of it i don't see how he plays and you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes on injury reserve to free up a roster spot, etc. But this Matt Rule thing—look, I don't know Coach Rule. I mean, I respect everybody, but this is a this is—I don't want to say strike three, but this is the third very odd occurrence in a week. I mean my nine-year-old kids play all these songs all the time on Alexa and on the car radio, and I don't even know who they are. Well, let me tell you, Matt Roll, maybe he's trying to be with it and hip and whatever, but I don't know that Jay-Z is, <laughs> right. is the example. That the, that, I mean, look, even at the tail end of my career, the songs that were played in the locker room, I didn't even have any clue, and, and now I'm removed from that. So I won't, I won't pretend to name drop who he should be talking about and who's hot but it might not be jay-z in the locker room i don't know seven years (sighs) (laughs) yeah and i tell him all the time i mean that's just interesting add to it and we talked about this a little bit uh during the week on wednesday last week he declared a player a game time decision on wednesday Wednesday, dj Moore is a game time decision Don't you have Thursday and Friday still to see where it's going to go? I mean, uh, that's the earliest game time decision. That was interesting. And then the, quote, pregame kicker tryouts in Buffalo were interesting. And we talked about that, where you're running five guys onto the field and just randomly kicking. I mean, the special teams coaches have a plan. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible that, that your kicker or punter or long snapper gets an injury in the fourth quarter of a game, and you don't even have a chance to do these, quote, tryouts. I, I thought that was strange pregame. I mean, almost circus-like. I don't know. I mean, uh, this is – I hate to compare this, but this is almost – uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban ish in yeah. terms of story after story after story, right? And I'm not comparing the two. Um, different situation, different owners and different coaches. But once again, but the similarities: two college guys, right? And uh, yeah, and, uh, and it was uh, different. It's two college guys. I, I don't know. I, maybe it, I don't know if I'm making too much of that, but. Uh, No, I thought the same thing. It's just, it's
0: such a different game. I mean, you know, there was Jimmy, I always said, you know, Jimmy Johnson brought me obviously a lot of joy. And I always said, Jimmy was a pro coach coaching in college. Nick Saban, the same thing. I mean, people forget Nick Saban went nine and seven his first year. All right. With Gus Farratt at quarterback. So Nick Saban could have have made it in the NFL if he had a head coach. They showed a graphic doc last night on the game, the active coaches that have had uh, 10-win seasons. And, you know, it was Belichick, Reed, McCarthy, uh, Tomlin. But the common theme was they all had quarterbacks, right? (laughs) You can't win without quarterback. But I do think it's hard for these college coaches. It's such a different mentality, the way you coach in college and the NFL. So I, I think you're right. I think that that is a good comparison to Jacksonville.
1: Well, and the other thing is, if you look at Carolina and you can go through it, I mean, I'll give you another thing that I thought was strange. They were on a bye week. Clearly there was friction. Joe Brady, they fired Joe Brady. during a bye week. Yeah, That happens, right? And differences of opinion, that happens. And bye weeks, you make a move. Not It's a, your chance in season to make a move. That's why that flight back from London is dangerous, right? Because you have a bye week and extra time and a lot of time to think on a flight. But the yeah. Panthers had a bye, and they fired Joe Brady. And they fired him, or news broke of the firing of him, a week into the bye. The Sunday when they weren't playing. like. If you want to give yeah. your team a maximum chance, you make that decision as you head into the buy, and you give the new OC two weeks to plan. I, I don't know the full story there, but that's just another example of unusual things happening down in, in, in uh, Carolina. And look, I think the college game is going to change too because it used to be – the college coaches were kind of Kings, you know, in the, but now with name image likeness and transfer portals and other things, uh, it's, it's good. It might be different. It might become more NFL like, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be an interesting to watch that over the
0: next few years, doc. And, you know, and and see what happens. But I tell you what, though, it seems like a hundred years ago that the Panthers were four and all. It's just uh, it's amazing to think back that they uh, their first month of the season, how well they, how good they looked, and where they are now. So well, but, I mean, they're uh, they're, a, you know, they're
1: a team built around Christian McCaffrey, right? I mean, yeah. just like if you're a, a team built around uh, a quarterback and the quarterback isn't there, I mean, that's uh, a huge deal. Yeah,
0: and I. Just to, you know, I think this will be a team we really look at a lot in the offseason, Doc, heading into next season. Because you're right, they have a lot invested in a running back, continuously gets hurt. And so that, that, that'll be stuff we look at at, uh, at Sixscore.com in the offseason uh, moving forward with the Panthers. But, Doc, um, an injury I think is one of the biggest ones that happened on Sunday, considering the team is uh, Shaq Barrett with, the, with, uh, with Tampa Bay. You know, this, this team, to me, has a fine line this year because last year their defense was peaking late in the season and it was revving on all cylinders in the playoffs. This year their defense isn't that good. So that pass rush has to be there in the playoffs because their they're back, uh, the defensive backs are terrible. They're going to get lit up. So I want to hear your thoughts on Shaq Barrett. We know he's going to miss the team's final two games. The Buccaneers clinched the NFC South. They're one game behind the Packers.
1: How effective will he be in the playoffs? I have my worries on Shaq Barrett. I only saw one video, uh, rushed, planted, friendly fire, kind of leg-whipped, MCL spring. We know he's out two weeks from that, MCL spring. Two weeks at least, right? And will he get louder movement? But what raised... My attention is the head coach also said a sprained ACL. And uh, let me tell you, a sprain medically is a tear, okay? An MCL sprain is an MCL tear. Uh, Grade one, mild. Grade two, moderate. Grade three, severe. You could say grade four, complete. And yes, most ACL tears are complete tears. And I'm not saying for sure that Jack Barrett has this. but. For Bruce Arians to say ACL sprain, if it really is a partial ACL tear, I have my worries about Shaq Barrett, even if he can avoid surgery. Uh, This late in the season, in terms of his effectiveness and whatever, this is a big deal and something to watch in terms of Tampa. Shaq Barrett, uh, I don't know that we know the full extent of the story yet, and um, significant worry that this could be season for him, uh, especially with not much time left.
0: Okay, well that's I mean that's interesting to me because you're looking. I mean the Bucks have to try to get that by. Uh, they're dealing with multiple huge injuries, and I know they say this guy's coming back. For the, uh, maybe they will come back, but are they going to be effective? Uh, I think right now, when you look at the NFC. Um, Doc, and your, your thoughts on Barrett here, they're going to have trouble repeating. They, there's a lot of big injuries on that team right now. Um, and when you build the team the way the Bucks did, you don't have a ton of depth, right? They paid all those high-priced guys who are now all hurt. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them in the playoffs. But uh, interesting take on Shaq Barrett. I think that's very important moving forward. Uh, Doc, the one guy I think to me... It stops and ends with injuries because of how important he is to the team. Uh, I'm interested to hear if you think he's going to be back this week for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson still dealing <laughs> with an ankle injury. Um, massive, massive game at home against the Rams. Uh, even as, as as bad as the Ravens looked last week, they're still in position to, to make the playoffs. Do you think Lamar Jackson plays, and then they have even more issues because Huntley, the backup, was added to the COVID list on Saturday. Break this whole thing down
1: for us, Doc. Well, look, Huntley getting added on Saturday not only was a blow, right? That's why they were one of our picks, right? Uh, Even though the line went from 2.5 to 7, with all the COVID going on and – Josh Johnson, I mean, he played at University of San Diego and he's been had a, you know, good journeyman NFL career, smart guy, but yeah, can't plug and play. 10 days ago, he wasn't on the team and now he was the starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, right. that's just asking a lot. And then the defensively, the Ravens are ravaged. They're they're, secondary they're just
0: decimated. And yeah.
1: and, and then their one probably best remaining Corner breaks a rib and, and leaves on a cart, right? And and uh, no wonder Joe Burrow had 500 plus yards, right? And they don't have their pass rushers and a lot of Baltimore issues that go beyond Lamar Jackson. But for Tyler Huntley, he got out it Saturday. So I mean, he doesn't have a ton of time to clear by this coming Sunday. Uh, he's got to test out He's going to be within the 10 days. He needs to test out. I mean, sure, Tyreek Hill tested out from a Tuesday to a Sunday. Travis Kelsey from a Monday did not. Um, At best, it's 50-50 that Tyler Huntley can test out at this point in time based on how we've been tracking this 50-50. And I'm going to say something here that I don't love saying. We talked about last week on this podcast and then the first look that and I think we were on it early that given the news that Schefter said that this is a bone bruise for Lamar Jackson and not an ankle sprain you don't push your way through you don't rehab your way through a bone bruise you rest it and that's been his pattern he said two straight weeks of DMP and let me tell you bone bruises don't always heal in two weeks the magic number is easily potentially four weeks which puts this week in doubt for lamar if uh, and we do the six scores look i just said tyler huntley is at best 50 50 to clear the protocol let me tell you i think tyler huntley is more likely the starting quarterback than lamar jackson this week because of the bone bruise and tyler huntley is still in the COVID protocol so i mean their depth chart right now is still joe johnson then maybe Tyler Huntley, then then Lamar Jackson I mean this is I mean remember also yeah you're trying to make the playoffs but this is also your career guy right this is your franchise and um I don't know how you rush that back so we'll see I mean to me we need this great news would be to see a limited practice on Wednesday but I think I fear another DMP coming he didn't even travel. So right now, the Ra- –
0: so if – so Doc's saying you – know, so here, listen. We know the defense is ravaged. I always say go to Sixscore.com to look at these field views, not just for Lamar Jackson, but for the entire team. So you're looking at a team who's just ravaged on the defensive side. Doc's saying he's not sure about Lamar. Um, Huntley's 50-50. The Rams right now three and a half on the road against the Ravens. If what Doc says – comes true and, and Josh Johnson starts, that's seven. So, again, you can use this information to help you. If you like the Rams this week, that number is not going down. That's going and uh, Anything is going up, so I wouldn't hit them right now like I'm going to the second this show is over. So, Doc, another quarterback similar to Lamar Jackson in the way he plays is uh, Jalen Hurts, right? Now, Jalen played this week. But I saw a lot of talk on Twitter during the game, Wanted to get your thoughts. Now, we know, again, we talked about this early in the show, the, the Eagles going to run the football. Jalen Hurts a big part of that. Only two rushes for seven yards uh, this week. His previous low rushing attempts was seven against Detroit in Week 10. So watching him out there, was there anything that you saw that he was limited by, or was it more game uh, plan specific in your
1: opinion? Well... I think a little bit of both. Is he 100% on the ankle? Maybe not. Are the did the Eagles say, let's just save him a little bit and try and win in different ways? And uh, the first half was pretty close. Second half, <laughs> they finally cruised. Uh, uh, the, the Giants have issues, right? I mean, uh, a lot of yeah. health issues on both sides of the ball. And that's why we said, you know, the... The Eagles are the healthier side by far, especially defensively and even offensively. And, and it took them a half to get going, but they, they, they covered the double digits easily. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. Is he 100% right now? No, but uh, he's got time to get there. And, and they're in a playoff seed right now. Yeah, the the
0: Eagles are in the playoffs so that'll be something to watch. Uh, and, and again, I f- listen. I don't think anyone thinks the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. They're they're probably a year ahead of schedule here. But uh, obviously, they'll need Jalen Hurts' uh mobility if they're going to at least win one game in the postseason. So, Doc, to me right now, the biggest mess going on. I mean, I. One of the dominant units in the NFL is the Colts Colts offensive line. Uh, You know, they're talking about Jonathan Taylor for MVP. Uh, You give a couple of those trophies to the guys up front. I mean, they're killing people up there. But now we look at the Colts offensive line. You know, you've got three starters, including Quentin Nelson, on the COVID list. Unclear if any of them are vaccinated or not. We don't know. Eric Fisher's dealing with a knee injury. Ryan Kelly out due to a personal issue, um, you know, a death in the family. There is a chance they could be without all five starting linemen Sunday against the Raiders and there's no lineup for this game right now so i know the odds makers are looking at this what are you seeing with this colt's offensive line and how how concerned are you for this week's game against the raiders
1: i mean craziness i mean thankfully they get the raiders who have been kind of uninspired (laughs) recently but yeah the Colts' strength has been their offensive line and eric fisher kudos he's outperformed coming off his achilles remember he tore his achilles Uh, in the playoffs last year. So he's made a nice return. Now he has a knee issue. Obviously Nelson, the center, now the right tackle. I mean, five out of five have something going on in terms of the starters. Uh, But to their credit, they had three and a half or four out of five with something going on and they beat the Cardinals. So, (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, Frank Reich and his team is doing something correct there. But yeah it's it's a tall order especially if you're out with without all five starters for a, a second week in a row i mean no offense to the backups they're in the nfl but they're backups for a reason right and maybe you can do it with effort one week uh, second week it gets hard it gets absolutely hard look if jonathan taylor goes off again with five different offensive line starters you should hand him the mvp award yeah no, that's,
0: that, that's a great point, Doc. Um, now, before we leave here, Doc, I just want to get your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, you were adamant that he wasn't going to start after the concussion. He's had concussions in the past. You said probably not even the next game. They have the Chargers coming up. Um, any, what are your thoughts on Bridgewater? Any chance
1: we see him this week? I mean, this week there's a chance. Uh, week 16, there wasn't. That was the second concussion. And look, when it happened, I said it was it's more likely the team shuts him down for the season than it would be that he would play week 16. Now we're week seventeen. I mean, if he really checks out, has no issues, has no symptoms, convinces the uh, unaffiliated, unaffiliated uh, neurodoc, the independent neurodoc to to clear him, I guess the door is open, but my money's still on Drew Locke starting and Teddy Bridgewater being done for the season. And quite honestly, probably the same for, for the Steelers tight end, Pat Fryermuth. I mean, that was his second concussion. I mean, he's their future at tight end. I mean, the last thing you want to do to anybody is get him a third concussion, you know, on a second impact syndrome, third impact syndrome, and now have an off season fraught with headaches and issues and, and jeopardizing careers. So... Uh, I think more likely than not, they both get shut down for the season uh, at this point in time. Look, you're you're fighting to to get a win and playoffs. I get it. But there's a bigger picture here. uh, And I know we talked COVID, COVID, COVID. But the CT and head injury issue is still there. And I, I see both the Steelers and the Broncos being safe. And neither one of those coming back the rest of this year. Okay.
0: Well, Doc, you know, before we go, as you know, um, I've covered the New England Patriots in the past. I've asked Bill Belichick questions, where I got the twenty-second stare, and the I've asked the question where I've gotten the sigh, and the anything else. How that woman is still alive that asked Bill Belichick about New Year's resolutions, I'll never know. After, especially after a loss, but I'm going to take a lead from her, Doc. I'm going to ask you: Do you have any New Year's resolutions?
1: <laughs> uh, 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 it's not the it's not the time to ask me, Thomas. No, just kidding. No, I, I mean, I mean, I have to hand it to her; she was really nice about it. I mean, and uh, the, the response from Belichick could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah, she got lucky. She, I mean, she got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, New Year's resolutions, uh, you know. Gosh, too many to family stuff, family time. Get this Sports Injury Central really going with our new docs involved. Uh, really excited about the new site and you know a deep dive into basketball. We just did some things this morning on Paul George's ulnar collateral ligament and why he won't need surgery. Everyone hears Tommy John and what have you. Uh, we we head, head first into that. We got a great team of people. Glad you're on board. Uh, The boys did a great job in the command center this weekend and uh, with holidays and and different things and and quite honestly welcoming on these new docs and uh, some new investors and and really trying to grow the sports injury central site. I mean, the resolution is quite honestly to say, guys, okay, think about this. If there's an injury that happens. Let's say in baseball, let's say Fernando Tatis, my son's favorite baseball player. Let's say something happens to his shoulder. Where do you find the news on what happened to him immediately? Um, And the ESPN article isn't gonna come out for hours until the game is done. Um, Where do you find the first news? You can try and figure out who Kevin Acey is, the main beat reporter for the San Diego Union Tribune and see what he's saying, but even that's in game. That's what we're trying to do with Sports Injury Central give you the first information the from the beat reporters, so you don't have to search them out, curated, collated, amalgamated, verified content with the twist of the analysis of former MLB doctors and former NBA doctors and NFL doctors. Look I've worked in the NBA, i worked in Major League Baseball, but I don't have the same experience that John Heffernan does with the Chicago Bulls, or John Conway does with the Texas Rangers, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why we, we're bringing them along. They can uh, add a lot to our equation here. And we want to be the destination when something happens or there's a question related to injuries. You come here to try and get the earliest opinion uh, for as a fan, but also with you know, gambling and wagering being uh, continuing to grow, and different prop bets and in-season win totals, and you know, futures, and you know, we're just trying to give you information to make people better and make your own decisions.
0: Yeah, great point, Doc. I mean, we're—I know we do—we focus on football. It's NFL season. You're known for football, but make sure you go to SixScore.com. We have all the basketball stuff up. We're going to be doing baseball, anything. MMA, uh, Tiger Woods, whatever, if it's a major injury in sports, we'll have it covered. And you not only get this person's injured, you get analysis from top doctors on what it means, how long they could be out. So like you mentioned, Doc, actionable information that you can use for fantasy, you can use for betting, you can use for live betting. So make sure to go to sixscore.com, at profootball.com on Twitter, and make sure to subscribe to all our videos. Well, Doc, hey, have a great new year. We have two more weeks and then the NFL playoffs. It's hard to believe,
1: but uh, I'll see you soon. No, no more Thursday games. Schedule shifting. <laughs> no more Thursday games. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thomas.